the smart thing and more interesting thing to do with the shows. Let's go straight to business. Like let's let's conquer the world together. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. I'm Daryl. I'm Sean. And you're listening to the 15th installment of the One Below None, the Superior Hero Show's podcast covering the MCU. Sean, how you doing today? I'm doing good. I started watching... Shadow and Bones on Netflix. Oh, how is it? It's actually pretty good. You got to get the investment with the characters in like episode five. That's where you get a big payoff. Okay. So it's, it's kind of like like that slow burn, like the first season of Game of Thrones kind of? or Yeah, I thought first season of Game of Thrones cracked like, from beginning to the end. Like, <laughs> oh, but shit. That's me. Okay. <laughs> that was an A1 from day one, bro. Where, I mean, I was uh, a late comer to the party. Oh, we know that. You was watching, you was watching um, Camelot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Word. So, so all right. So, talk about this. What is it? Shadow and Bone. Shadow and Bone. So, what what's it about? All right. It's about. It seems like Earth, and it's this one population of, of people called Grishas. So, each Grisha is born unique with some kind of special ability. They have their own kingdom in this world, but there's this huge three thousand meters of black, just darkness. So that's the only way you can get from one part of the country to the other part. Unless you go all the way around. But then one way is mountains, and the other way, uh, another country that'll kill them. So they gotta sail through this bitch. Just darkness. And inside the blackness, it's these fucking creatures. They're attracted to noise, light, and they'll come and kill you. Okay. So this is one girl. She somehow gets put on a boat to go across, and her whole boat gets attacked. Like everybody's getting killed by these creatures. Damn. And when she gets about to get taken, she uses his power of light, and it basically kills every single one of them in the vicinity. Okay. Are you, ste- are you stepping into spoiler territory right now? Oh, fuck. I'm going to stop talking about it. Go watch. All right. <laughs> All right. I'm going to check it out. Yeah, it's a deep show. Like Word. You already sold me on it. Like, when, as soon as you said that it's a, it's a sea of darkness, like, now, the darkness, this is my question. Yeah. Inside the darkness, like, can they see anything? No. So it's pitch black. Pitch black. Yo, that's <laughs> nuts. That's nuts. And this is on Netflix. It's like 10 episodes, right? I think it's eight. Eight? Okay, yeah. I'm definitely going to check that out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That sounds interesting as fuck. Okay, yeah. Now, for me, I've been actually um finishing up Castlevania since season four is coming out. And I was a big Castlevania kid growing up, uh, way back to the first NES game, um, showing my age a little bit, with Simon. And I remember Castlevania 3, you weren't Simon anymore, you were this other guy, and you were Trevor. And that's what the show is based on. So I've finally gotten a chance to watch season 3, and bro, that shit is crazy. I think it's crazy you just watched it. Yeah, same here, same here. Darren was like, yo, when it when season two came out, because Darren caught that before I caught it, he was like, yo, Castlevania's fire. And then season three came out, yo, Castlevania's fire. And I just didn't watch it. Um, But now that I've sat down and actually checked it out, bro, that shit is nuts. Castlevania is one of the best things on Netflix. Hands down, easily, easily. Like, I keep my Netflix so just like, go back and watch it anytime I want. Yeah, and you know what? As I was finishing up season three, I was like, yo, before season four comes out, I'm probably going to watch this entire series again. Uh, I've done it. It's that good. Like, it's crazy. 
It's crazy. And I'm a big fan of Alucard because I love Castlevania. Yeah, Alucard's man. Yeah, Alucard is the man. And and, and, and this is a this, young Alucard. Yeah. And the show creators, they just do beautiful work. Yeah. You get that from Blood and Zeus. If anybody watch that. Yeah, the production company, the 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 animation house is is great. Um yeah, Warren Ellis, who was who was the main writer of Castlevania. I mean, Warren Ellis ain't shit. Mm-hmm. Um with recent news that's come out over the last couple of years about him regarding all types of allegations involving racial behavior, misogynistic behavior. Um, yeah, I don't fuck with Warren Ellis. Um, on top of everything, I think like over a hundred women came forward with like sexual coercion allegations and shit. Um, 33 of them were written statements. Like he's a horrible person, like super talented, but super horrible. How do these people keep getting hired? Uh, great question. Great question. Um, as far as Warren Ellis is concerned, I just don't think Netflix was aware until like, cause it's the same thing with like James Gunn. Like those tweets were out there years ago, way before he got, he got the job with guardians and then somebody decided to bring it all out. And then the punishment occurred, which Disney retracted quickly. Um, but like, that's it's- like how I think these things you just work. had to distance distance themselves a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But Netflix was like, nah, Warren Ellis gotta go. Like they were like, he's not gonna be involved in Castlevania Beyond season four. And then I think he was just like, Well, I'm wrapping it up in season four. So that's how that went. But on a lighter note, um, something going on with me this week in particular, and it's my family as well. Um this is the the birthday gauntlet. Um, Wednesday was my sister's birthday. Yesterday was my nephew's birthday. Today is my mom's birthday. And Monday is my niece's birthday. So I'd like to send a birthday shout out to Coffee, Mommy, Christian, and Maya. Or how do you do it? Uh, do what? Remember you these know, birthdays? Like or Four birthdays in like a week. It's a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a six-day a six day span four birthdays it's it's crazy it's crazy and we've been doing it for the last uh christian just turned 10 so last 10 years we've been doing this and and in the beginning i missed a lot of it because i was working seven days a week but now to be afforded the opportunity um to have a couple days off to actually be able to celebrate these days with my family has been super awesome uh for the last couple years so again happy birthday coffee christian mommy maya um but this is a marvel podcast marvel studios podcast mcu podcast and we can't really have a podcast without talking about the mcu so our first order of business that we touched on a little bit last week this captain america 4 news the we know that anthony mackie will be involved in a captain america movie uh malcolm spellman has been tapped to write the movie he was a showrunner for falcon and winter soldier but rumors have also come out, uh, rumors and reports of another Captain America project involving Chris Evans. Now, which one is Captain America for? Because Chris Evans has been Captain America in one through three. So wouldn't four make sense to be his? But Mackie is the new Captain America, so four should be his. And even if four and even if four is his what is the Steve Rogers Captain America about 
first, do we want it? How do you feel about that? You're a cat Hell guy. Yeah, I want it. Of course, I want it. What kind of question is that? Like, do a bear shit in the woods? <laughs> so you you want Evans back? I just fuck who's fucking Captain America. See Rogers. Like, what the fuck? Like, I like Anthony Mackie. I love Anthony Mackie, but I fuck with Steve Rogers. Like. That's my that's my guy. Word, I feel you. I feel you. I don't know. Like, I don't. Don't know. get it twisted. Like, I want Anthony Mackie, Captain America. Like I want that. But if you're gonna give me some original sin with fucking Steve Rogers, I want it. <laughs> all right. Do you? Okay. Now, see, this is my thing. The way Evans, Steve Rogers' story ended at yeah. the end of Endgame, at the end of this entire Infinity Saga, was perfect. I mean, that's Michael Jordan hitting the the go ahead in '98 over Byron Russell. I want, like, I want. I don't know want what, the wizard years. I, I want to know what happened. What happened when he stayed behind? His life with Peggy. Yeah. Like what? Whether what, whether he ignored shit or yeah, was he, he was he still Steve Rogers, okay. Captain America? I want to know. That's a huge. That's a huge gap in time where Steve Rogers, Captain America, existed in. A lot of stuff was going on 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 the on the planet. Did he intervene? That's the question. That's yeah. the question. What did he do? I mean, if if you're under the belief that he lived out his life in a branch reality, yeah, it's like, what did he do? You know. Um, yes. But I'm one of those people that are under the belief that he didn't go to a branch reality. He's been in this reality the entire time. And he's that old man in civil war at the funeral while uh Peggy's casket's being carried. I, I believe that theory. Yeah, I, I think that he's been here the whole time and and he knew they're gonna unthaw me. Um, so I just gotta sit here and watch this shit. But it's mm-hmm. it's kind of crazy because then it's like the original Steve Rogers, he slept through the civil rights movement. He slept through the Cold War. He slept through a lot. He slept through Vietnam. He slept through the Korean War. You know, he was frozen for all of that shit. Yeah. So this other but Rogers it, is going to be awake. Awake. And just watching. Hey, what is he doing? Right, right. It's like, is he going to get involved in those conflicts? Is he going to take a stance in the civil rights movement in the 60s? You know, is he going to talk to Martin? You know, like... Like mm-hmm. what? What did he do? Um, that's that is definitely interesting. Um, what I'm probably more interested in, because mm-hmm. I look, Steve Rogers, the old man. I don't want the adventures of old man Steve going forward. I'm, what we get Steve Rogers and Wolverine? Bam. Nah, I'm good on that. I'm good on that. Right, well, but, you mean you mean what? Like in the past? Yeah. Oh, see, I'm because, cool with that because now. If Steve Rogers stayed behind, is the chance that he could have ran to Wolverine. I kind of think he already ran into Wolverine during World War uh, II that we just didn't see. I def- if, if even if Rogers didn't run into him, I definitely think Bucky ran into him. That's good. Theory. I definitely think Wolverine. Yeah, I think Wolverines. I, I'm I'm under the impression that mutants have existed in this universe since the beginning. We just haven't run into any, or we've run into them and they just haven't been classified. Or Strange is going to be the catalyst to what activate the X gene? And no, because if Wanda is going to be strange, if she can crack this reality on a global scale, we can get X Men. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, multiversal X Men. Uh, uh, I don't know. 
I don't know. I I want them to be organically from this universe. It's it's I don't like the multiverse is cool, but like I'm cool with the multiverse for multiversal characters. You know, like like um, America Chavez. She's a multiversal character. She travels. Yeah. You know, so I like it as a vehicle for her, but I don't want it to be like mutants are walking through a portal. You know from the Fox universe over here and, they, and they're all skipping and shit. Like if they tie in, um, mutants, I wonder what's going to be everybody's excuse. Even like for a human, um, for not humans, um, Eternals, even for Eternals, what's everybody's excuse? Oh, I think intervening with Thanos is going fucking crazy. Who the mutants, like the mutants and fucking the Eternals. Um, well, the mutants didn't intervene because, where McTaggart, who can live multiple lives, knows that Thanos is coming and knows what happens when they intervene. So she chose in this life not to intervene. So she told Charles and, and Magneto that, and they didn't get involved because they knew that by not getting involved, it would lead to a more prosperous future for mutant kind. That's just my guess. But <laughs> they say, don't get involved. Thanos is going to snap his finger. It's going to be only mutants left. Yeah. Yeah, they was like, yo, don't do it. They were like, the Avengers are going to come back in like five years. They're going to get this thing straightened out. And then we can let ourselves be known to the world and get involved in shit. You know, but right now, nah, don't do that. Don't do that. Because that'll lead to us being exterminated, you know, because everybody's trying to exterminate mutants. But the the Chris Evans movie or project, whatever it is. I'd be interested in a six episode Disney plus series starring Chris Evans as Captain America returning the infinity stones during Endgame. I'd be cool with that because I would love to see first him dropping the shits off would be cool. And I would love to see his interaction with the red skull. If when he goes to Vormir with the uh, soul stone, like that's assuming, that's assuming that the red skull is there. True. True. Wouldn't that be some shit mm. if, like, he returned all the stones, Vormir, the soul stone of Vormir last, no red skull, so they're like, well, you gotta stay. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, then, and then he gotta stay. Then he comes back because somebody got the soul stone from, from him, and then that's why Sam is like, you want to talk about it? He's like, no, I don't think I will. Because <laughs> like, he done lived on that whole fucking Vormir for like 60 years. And he's like, nah, bro, I don't want to talk about that shit. It was dark. I did some unsavory. <laughs> you know, like, he's trying to stay away from that shit. But I mean, I don't know. But yeah, this this uh, this uh Cap 4 news, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm interested in, in all of it. I'm curious to see where they can go with both with both movies if they do do both movies. Yeah, yeah. Like we were talking off camera that like I think it's so so fucking dope that like my youngest niece and nephew are gonna grow up and to them Captain America is gonna be Sam Wilson. Like that is that's super crazy, super powerful, and it kind of goes against everything that comic books kind of stand for because Marvel especially they have this thing where they call it the illusion of change where it'll look like Peter Parker is growing up and, and, and using his genius to get money, but somewhere down the line, he's going to fuck things up. He's going to be broke again. He won't be able to balance his life because that's just the way things are, you know? 
And with these movies, they're allowing generations to have their own heroes, which I'm all for. I like a real lifespan on characters. I don't like eternal living. That's crazy to me. So, I mean, I'm 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 super excited by the this this uh all this Captain America news, especially the the uh Sam Wilson news, of course. Um next bit of news, Chinaka Hodge has been tapped to be the showrunner for Ironheart, starring Dominique Thorne, who if you don't know who she is, you can find her in Judas and the Black Messiah, among other things. Um, if Bill Street could talk. And uh, we know that Ironheart is going to be six 40 to 60 minute episodes, similar to the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, what do we think about this news? See, I'm kind of curious what, what Marvel's on because she did a lot of work, but she's never done anything on this level or, or on this scale before. And that's assuming that Ironheart is going to be the heir apparent to Iron Man. True. So. We got to crack that nut and see what we get from there. Yeah, because just announcing her as the showrunner and telling us the episode count and links isn't really telling us anything. At all. You know, but, I mean, all I can say is the Riri Williams character, especially in the current Champions book, um, I'm a big fan of. And Dominique Thorne, you know, the two movies I have seen her in, I'm a big fan of hers as well. I, I think she's super talented. Um aside from uh, Daniel Kaluuya in, in Judas and the Black Messiah and Lakeith Stansfield, because he kills it as um, Bill O'Neill in, in that film. But after the two of them, um, I would say Dominique Thorne gives the next knockout performance. But, and every time she's on the screen, you can't take your eyes off of her. She's beautiful. She's got that big fro in the film, and, and she's dope. She's dope. Right. But, yeah, we didn't get anything with this Ironheart news. But this next bit of news, we we got more than just nothing. We got an image. We got an, an a, a first look at Amani Vellani in costume as Kamala Khan, aka well in costume as Miss Marvel. Um, I'm hype. Like I've been reading Miss Marvel since she was created. Um, I'm a big fan of G Willow Wilson. Yeah, Saladin Ahmed is writing it now, um, and it's it's fucking phenomenal. Like she's such a dope character, and Amani Vellani is Kamala Khan. Like once I like I had a feeling like seeing her because they showed the clips of her and Kevin Feige saying you got the part, and she's she's a kid, you know. But seeing the footage that we saw at Investors Day, and then seeing this picture of her in costume, oh yeah, she's it. She's it. I, I'm at the point now where I'm, I can't wait to see a trailer because I want to see Kamala Khan in action. This might be the show I'm most excited for going forward as far as uh, Disney Plus that we know of. What did you think about the uh, costume? It was okay. Like, hopefully just her first appearance in MCU of many more. It was okay. It was made for TV a little bit. Yeah, I mean, well, it's it's not a high-res photo either. It's, it's definitely uh, a set photo. Um, so, you know, once they put a little CG magic in it, it'll, it'll look crazy. Um, but yeah, I liked it. I like, I liked it a lot. I like clearly, um, <laughs> but yeah, Miss Marvel, it's, it should be a dope show. It should be a dope show. I'm very excited for it to see everything that comes out of it. Cause she's, cause we've talked about this in the investors day episode. Um, her Muslim upbringing is a 
big part of the character. And if they even focus on that a little bit, like that's something I'm definitely, definitely looking forward to. Um, and our last bit of news, we got an image leak um, that shows the cast of characters for the for what three projects I believe it is Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness Hawkeye and Miss Marvel yep yeah so with the Miss Marvel stuff we see just a bunch of different concept images of Kamala Khan um in her gear her Miss Marvel gear her Captain Marvel costume and I think that last person that they show in the concept art is Bruno in the Hawkeye slides that's very it seemingly it seemingly confirms that uh. Yelena Belova is going to be in Hawkeye. Um, you want to speak on that? I mean, you talked off camera, Daryl, about this. And I heard a rumor that Falcon Winter Soldier ending with Zemo changed because it was the end credit scene with Yelena yeah. Belova. Yelena coming to get him to recruit him for the Thunderbolts. But okay. they, want to, they want to introduce her in Black Widow first. So that's why they kept pushing it back. It, I could definitely see that. So they take that scene from Falcon and Winter Soldier, and I heard he put it in Black Widow. Okay. Oh, so Zemo's going to make an appearance in Black Widow? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I'm with that. I'm with that. Give me more Zemo, you know. Give me more Zemo, preferably in Madripoor. They know how to party. <laughs> I'm definitely, I'm going to add that clip to this episode. <laughs> like, <laughs> that, that, that's my favorite quote from phase four. Um, but yeah, so we, we, yeah, Yelena, I'm with that. I am so with that. And I'm with Zemo popping up in uh black widow and the biggest reveal in this, this quote unquote leak is in the cast of characters for multiverse of madness. We see Wong, we see strange, we see Mordo, we see Wanda uh, we see America Chavez, and then in the upper left hand corner, um, with blonde hair, exuding some type of magical aura, it it looks to me like it's Clea. Now, if people aren't familiar, Clea is the the main love interest of Stephen Strange, and also the niece of the Dread Dormammu. So, uh, Clea is a huge, huge character to be making her debut in this. Um. I'm I'm excited because uh, maybe we can get rid of Rachel McAdams' night nurse and uh, step on a gas for Clea. Um, yeah, Clea's dope. Ties to the dark dimension, uh, and she's a sorceress. She she opens up Stephen's world, you know, and that that's something that I think that we should definitely dive heavier into especially since the first movie where we spend a lot of time in the regular realm and we see other things, but I want a movie with Stephen strange where it's, it's nothing but magic practitioners. Like he ain't really surrounding himself with normal people anymore. You know, that's, that's yeah. what I'm looking forward to. That'd be, that'd be tight. Or yeah. I, like, I'm, I'm all because for that. At the end of the day, he's not sorcerer supreme yet. He's never been grant. He's never granted himself that title. Work, so he has work. so much. So he knows he has a lot more growth to do. So like, even though we we see him in Infinity War, and he's wild powerful. Mm-hmm. But you know, wild powerful. Like you said, he if he starts hanging around more magic people, he becomes stronger. Yeah, and this could yeah. be this could be 
the movie where he called himself Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah, I kind of think so because the way that Doctor Strange ended with that that uh, post credit scene with Zemo going around taking the too many sorcerers, you know, taking the power from all the different magic practitioners. Yeah, not, in the realm, not Zemo. I I said Zemo. Yeah. Ooh, Mordo, Baron Mordo. My mistake. Um, it it definitely seems like it's going to come down to the two of them, you know, a battle of the sorcerers and who's going to emerge as the sorcerer Supreme. You know, that's, that's definitely the vibe I got for it. The sorcerer Supreme was actually my title for the second one before they announced multiverse of madness. Um, so we'll see, we'll see how that plays out. We'll see, but I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited. If that is Clea, um, are we going to get brother voodoo? You know, are we going to, get some are we going to touch other realms are we going to go to hell get ghost ride the spirit of vengeance you know so it's it's uh interesting all the stuff that could be coming out of uh out of out of phase four really like it's so all over the place so now that we're two shows down um how do we feel about Loki? Cause we've got like six weeks, so we've got to fill in this time with something. <laughs> so I can't wait for Loki. We're, well, now, how do you feel like, ha- all right, having watched WandaVision, Falcon Winter Soldier, um, with Loki coming up, are you more confident that Loki will be good? Or are you concerned that Loki may fall into the same issues that, these previous two series have fallen into. No, I'm confident Loki. Word? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm confident. Okay. You don't think it was you don't think it was hit by the pandemic as as hard as those two? No. Yeah, facts. I don't I don't think so either. That's already confirmed for a second season, so true. 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 Yeah, because definitely like having watched WandaVision mm-hmm. and having watched Falcon Winter Soldier you can definitely tell that both of those were affected by the pandemic yeah. one way or another. Yeah. You know, you definitely get that feeling something's missing in both of them. Yeah. You know, and I watched Loki. I'm hoping nothing's missing. I mean, it doesn't feel like anything's missing and it seems to be the one that's most out there. The one that we know the least about. I know. We had a few set photos, but that's it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and trailers. Yeah. Some bomb ass trailers. Mm. Yeah, each time both of those trailers were like the best trailers to come out. Bro, I remember the first one. Man, they had my man DV. I was like, yeah, I was just about to say that. <laughs> yeah, that shit was dope. Soon as soon as I seen it, I think I text you. Yeah, yeah, you was like, oh, Loki's DB Cooper. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that shit was crazy. I'm like, this explains it all, right? And he jumped out. The Bifrost got Heimdall sent the Bifrost to get him. The money was flying everywhere. I was like, it explains everything. <laughs> he was Loki this whole time. Damn. I I don't know. Oh, goodness. I don't think we have anything else to go over this week. No, not really. Uh, it's, it's been a slow week. Yeah. It's been a slow week. Um, I mean, yeah, it's been a slow week, but it's, it's, it's just a slow week because we haven't had any Marvel Studio MCU content this week. Um, damn. We're going to have to figure this out. The next five weeks. See? That's why I consume a lot of content whenever I can. Yeah, yeah. We're going to have to. We're going to have to. 
right. Um, I've been watching Shadow Bone for a week. Right, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> this MCU podcast is about to turn to a Shadow and Bones podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot. But let's sign this off. Um, this was episode 15 of The One Below None, the superhero show's podcast covering the MCU. I'm Daryl. I'm Sean. And we'll see y'all next week. And we out. Thanks for listening. The One Below None is the Superior Hero Show's podcast covering all things MCU. It can be found on Apple, Spotify, Google, and anywhere else you find podcasts under the Superior Hero Show. We look forward to any and all feedback, so please share, like, listen, and comment by following at the Superior Hero Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.